Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. I am Shelby Christopher, obviously. If you're new here, hi, welcome. As I'm speaking to like probably maybe 10 people right now, I do have 24 listens on my first podcast that I made though. So if you want to go check that out, go ahead. Also, if you're interested in any of my YouTube videos, I do have a YouTube channel. It is Shelby Christopher. So go ahead and check that out. That would be awesome. But without further ado, Today, I'm going to be talking about 27 things that I learned by 27. So last month, January 21st, I turned 27 years old. I know, let's not talk about it. But as I was driving around in my car the other day, I was listening to a podcast called Date Yourself Instead. And the girl on that podcast, she was talking about 30 things she learned by the time she was 30 years old. And I was like, what a great idea for a podcast. I definitely feel like I have learned my fair share of things and I would love to share them with you guys. So if you'd like to hear those, then just keep listening. Okay, 27 things I've learned by the time I turned 27. Number one. You are allowed to think for yourself. Now, growing up, I grew up in a household that, you know, was very much religious and um, thought a certain way when it came to political parties and everyone at school thought the same way. So I was pretty much surrounded by the same little thought bubble that everyone else lived in. And in my head, I didn't realize that I could form my own opinion or think differently. You know, it was kind of scary. I didn't realize that was an option. But by the time I graduated high school, I was like, you know what? Some of these things that I've been told, I don't really agree with. And I'd like to find out more about why I don't agree with it. It's so much better to figure out why you think the way you do, find out more information about the things that you deeply care about, and also question things like, why do we think this way in this house? Or why was I raised to think these things? Maybe let's let's change it up a little bit. I think it's really important to do that and to learn how to form your own opinion on things and to realize that, hey, just because everyone else around me is saying something doesn't make it right necessarily. And I can actually figure out my own way of going about those things. So definitely you are allowed to think for yourself and learning to do that is really important in my opinion. Number two, you need to take yourself on dates. For some people, I know this can be very uncomfortable and really difficult because they just feel so weird being in public alone. I know a lot of people also feel uncomfortable just being alone in general, like it's kind of a fear of theirs to be alone. But once you're able to enjoy your own company, I think it kind of gives you this sense of confidence and this sense of self that you've never had before. If you want to start simple, take yourself to a movie. No one can see you. No one's judging you. No one even knows that you're there alone. Or if you want to go to a matinee show, there's hardly anyone in the theater anyway, so you can just sit there and enjoy yourself by yourself. You know, take yourself to Target, go shopping, buy some cute little things that you've been wanting. Maybe be a little more daring and go out to eat by yourself. You know, one time I went to Olive Garden all alone one night and I just sat at the bar, ate food and drank some sangria and it was so great. I i don't even know if anyone thought it was weird or if anyone even cared, but the main thing is it doesn't matter. By spending time with yourself, it's easier for you to learn to love yourself because you are your own company. Figure out things you enjoy doing. Figure out things that actually make you happy. Honestly, treat yourself the way you wish someone else was treating you on a date. Take yourself on the dream date. Figure out the things you like, and then eventually you can incorporate those things into your dating life. It's really important to learn to like your own company. Okay, number three, be wise with your money and your choices while you're living at home. So I moved out of my parents' house when I was 23. 
and I moved to New York. Before I made that big move up here, I thought, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that this is even possible for me? So if you're living at home right now and you're thinking, oh, I just want to move out so bad. I wish I had my own place, blah, blah, blah. What are the things that you need to do to make that happen? So when it comes to your money, if you have any kind of a job and you're not having to pay bills or pay for groceries or anything like that yet, save as much of your money as possible. Yeah, I'm sure maybe you want to go shopping or you want to like go out to the movies or out to eat with your friends. Some things say no to though. Make sure that you're stacking up that money so when the time comes, you will have enough of it for the thing that you were really, really wanting in the beginning, which is, you know, to move out and be self-sufficient. Take advantage of the fact that you might not be having to pay for certain things living at home with your parents that you would when you're on your own. So when the time comes, you'll be able to do it. Number four, the talking phase is not a committed relationship. There's so many people that I've asked like, oh, are you, well, what are you guys? Like, are you, are you together? And they're like, no, we're just talking. And I used to say that a lot too when I was younger and my mom was always like, what does that mean? You're talking? Does that mean you're dating? And I was like, no, we're just talking. And I know it's, it's a term that's used a lot. You're in the talking phase where you basically text each other every day and then you talk on the phone, maybe you FaceTime and then you probably sleep together. You know, it's such an odd thing to really think about when you put it into perspective. It's like, yeah, we talk to each other 24-7 and we sleep together, but we're not dating. If you're in the talking phase with someone and they haven't made it very apparent to you that they are dating you and only you and you're in a committed relationship with that person, you're not obligated to be faithful or loyal to that person. This is honestly something I wish someone had taught me in my early 20s. It will save you so much heartache if you treat the talking phase as what it actually is. Don't put your heart out there fully. Don't start being this loyal person acting like someone's girlfriend whenever you're not. Whoever you're talking to doesn't deserve any of that until they make it known that you guys are exclusively together. If that is what you're wanting, obviously. If you're not wanting a relationship, then whatever, do you. But for the people who are like, well, we're talking and I'm not talking to anybody else and I don't sleep with anyone else, but I think he is and I think he like has multiple partners and it really bothers me, you don't owe them anything until they let you know, hey, you're the one for me. I'd like to be with you. You owe that person nothing. You do as you please. Number five, start wearing sunscreen right now. This is self-explanatory, but I honestly didn't even know much about skincare whenever I was in my early 20s. I think I just like would wash my face with regular face soap and then put moisturizer on. I was never wearing sunscreen under my makeup. I didn't even know if my makeup had SPF in it, but everyone will tell you the number one thing for anti-aging is wearing sunscreen. Wear it on your face, wear it on your hands, and wear it on your neck. Number six, build your credit score. I know this just sounds like so much fun, but it, it is important. There are people that will say, don't ever get a credit card. Don't ever put yourself in any type of credit card debt. Me saying get a credit card is not me saying put yourself into debt, okay? Be smart about it, obviously, but you really do need to build your credit score. You are going to want your credit score to be at least 650 or above. If you're ever wanting to rent your own apartment or rent a car or buy a car, buy a house, whatever, they always look at your credit score. I opened my credit card up whenever I was 23 before I got my own apartment, went to the bank with my dad, signed up for the credit card, 
And then I just asked my dad for help on how I should use my credit card. Honestly, just use it for simple things like, I want to go out to eat with my friends. I'm going to use my credit card, but always pay it off on time. Keep in mind that if I use my credit card, I'm going to need to pay this off ASAP. Don't use your credit card as your debit card and think, oh, free money that I don't have right now. And then forget about all the expenses you're racking up. That's the way people get into so much credit card debt. They use it for so many things. And then they know in the back of their head, I can't pay this off, but I'm going to keep using it. And then you get in so much debt that you're just drowning in it. So use it for simple things. Use it for things that you know you can pay off immediately. Build up that score and you will definitely thank yourself. Number seven, it is okay to invest in yourself if you're able to. Now, for some people, that means going to the spa and getting like all these luxurious things done to them that cost $1,000. If that's you and you want to do that, go for it. If I could do that, I definitely would. Lord knows I can't afford that right now and that's okay. We'll get there. But also if you think, hey, you know, I would like to start getting my nails done. Find a place that fits into your budget and get your nails done every month. That was something that I I really enjoy having my nails done and it makes me feel really happy to have them done. So I made it a point to go get my nails done every month and I put it as part of my expenses. If you feel like taking exercise classes and you think that'll make me happy, go do that. Spend some money on that and do that for yourself. Whatever fits into your budget and makes sense in your life, do that little thing that will invest in your own happiness and make you feel good about yourself. Number eight, you have time. I know it always feels like I'm running out of time. I'm getting older. I can't do the things I want to do anymore. And honestly, I was thinking that way when I was like 22. I was like, I'm running out of time. I should be here and everyone else is doing this and I'm not doing this. It Never compare yourself when it comes to your timeline. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Everyone's timeline is so different. Comparing them would be pointless. I would say more than half the people I went to school with are on like their second or third child and they're fully married. I want nothing to do with that at this point in my life. But if I was comparing my timeline with that, I would feel really far behind. But am I though? No, not at all. Maybe you want to travel. Maybe you want to live on your own before you get married or before you get into a relationship and have kids. That's perfectly fine. You can do that. But comparing your timeline to other people's around you or the people that you know will always make you feel insignificant. We all have time. We just have to do something with the time that we have. Number nine, make your space yours. Make your space feel like home. Whatever that is to you, whatever makes you feel warm and cozy and comforted whenever you enter your own space, do that for yourself. I remember my room at home whenever I still lived at home, I, I made it exactly how I wanted it with everything that I had. I didn't go out and spend exorbitant amounts of money on like furniture pieces and chandeliers and stuff like that. I took the money that I did have and that I was willing to spend and I got little things here and there. I painted pictures that I wanted on my wall. I hung stuff up that maybe not everyone else would have liked, but I liked it and it made me feel good whenever I entered the room. You know, I had my lava lamp, I had my crystals, I had my incense. I painted my room myself the color that I wanted. It, it used to be like this coconut brown color. If I saw candles like at Target or something that I wanted and I could afford, I would buy those and bring them and put them in my room. Whatever it is that makes you feel like your space is yours and it makes you happy, 
do that for yourself. I know a lot of people don't want to take the time to hang stuff up on their walls or even decorate. They just think, oh, I'll do it later. Maybe you think it won't make you feel any different, but it really does give you this sense of comfort and happiness, even if it's subconscious. Take all the things that you enjoy and that make you happy and create your space with those things. Number 10, no is a full sentence. That one really speaks for itself, honestly. You don't need to over explain your answer as to why you're saying no or have people make you feel bad because you're saying no. Don't let anyone make you feel bad for saying it or give you a hard time about it. You don't need to explain yourself. Just, you know, no, no, thank you. That's not what I want, actually. (laughs) Number 11, you don't always need to explain yourself. That kind of bounces off of the one I just talked about. Maybe your friends want to get blacked out drunk and stay out until four in the morning and you're like, actually, I'm ready to go home. It's 12 and I would like to go to sleep and enjoy my day tomorrow and not feel like shit. All you have to say is, no thanks, I don't want to do that. You guys can, but I'm going to head home. You don't always have to be the person standing there like, well, you know, I would, but I don't want to because I I really like to go to bed at this time and I would just feel more comfortable. You don't have to do all that. Don't worry about over explaining yourself. Just give a simple answer and see how people react. Number 12, be very wise with who you give your heart to. This can go for friendships, but what I really mean when I say this is when it comes to relationships, like who you're dating. If this person right off the bat has qualities that you are not okay with, don't give them your full heart in hopes that they'll change. If you've let someone know, hey, you know, these are my boundaries in a relationship and whoever I date, I would like for them to respect them. And this person has made it very clear to you that that's just not something that they want or can do. Don't make the mistake of giving them your heart anyway, thinking, oh, you know, I can change them or no, no, they'll change eventually. Don't just keep passing your heart around and your emotions around and even your time. Quit passing those things around so flippantly. Don't just take the first person that gives you attention and think, oh, hey, yeah, they're the one. Question them, watch them, listen to them, present your standards and your boundaries to them. And if they seem to be the right fit for you, then fully give yourself over. But be very wise with who you choose to do that with. Number 13, it's okay to cut family out of your life. Some of you might be sitting there shocked like, I can't believe she would suggest something like that. No, it actually is okay. They say blood's thicker than water, but you know what? That's just a saying. Sure, you're going to be related to this person forever, but that doesn't mean you have to continuously let them treat you badly. It may be very blatant how badly they're treating you. They might be abusive or it can be very subtle and they could talk about you behind your back or make rude condescending remarks to you. Maybe it's a parent who made you feel very uncomfortable as a child and like you'll never be good enough. Maybe they made it very clear that they will never be the person you're able to talk to about things. Maybe it's not even an immediate family member. Maybe it's someone, you know, like an uncle or something like that who's just constantly judgmental or even they think differently than you like they're prejudiced or they don't stand up for the same things you believe in that are obviously basic human rights but that's a whole other topic maybe they talk down on other people when they're not around and they just have these characteristics that you're not okay being around you don't have to number 14 stand up 
for the underdog. When I say the underdog, I mean the type of person that maybe everyone looks at and makes fun of or they think is weird and talk about them behind their back. Maybe it's the person at work that seems a little different and no one wants to be their friend. If you hear people talking badly about someone or you see someone making fun of somebody, stand up for that person. Invite them to sit with you at lunch. Even at work, you can do this too. In college, whatever it is, stand up for the people that are looked at as different or maybe weird, whatever it is. Don't ever feel like you're too good to do that. Number 15, stop shit talking in its tracks. If you're with a group of friends and you hear someone immediately start shitting on someone and talking so bad about them, be the person to change the subject. Don't join in and start talking badly about other people as well. It's not a good look. And I know for a fact you wouldn't want people doing that to you or about you behind your back. If you hear that type of stuff going on, be the person that just changes the subject or says, hey, you know what, guys, maybe we shouldn't be talking about them. That's kind of rude. Be the bigger person is basically what I'm trying to say. Number 16, listen to your gut feelings. By listening to your gut, you're actually listening to your intuition and your intuition is so smart if you just give it a chance. Some people might think, well, how do I know if it's my gut or if it's just anxiety? Your gut is usually that feeling that, I don't know how to explain it. It's just kind of like you get this feeling where you know what you're supposed to do. And it might sound scary, but your body knows that it's the right thing. Or your body will send you signals about something and you can't stop thinking about it. That's your intuition. If you are if you think about things and your mind immediately kind of veers you in one direction, that's your intuition telling you, hey, we should, we should do this or we should go this way. Listen to that little voice. Listen to that feeling. Honor that feeling in your body when it comes up. Most of the time anxiety is, but what if this happens? But what if that happens? But what if this? It's a lot of, but what if? And it's just you making up scenarios in your head. Your intuition is, you know what? I think we need to do this. Or, mm, no, that actually doesn't align with me. I don't think I should do that. Your intuition will never steer you wrong. Always listen to it. Number 17, communication will always be key. There's a reason that that's such a popular saying, communication is key. Everyone says it, but I don't think a lot of people listen to it. If you're having problems in your friendship, talk to your friend. Maybe they're not going to be the best listener, but at least you will have said your piece. And maybe you guys can both talk things out and figure out what the problem is and move past it in relationships. Instead of being petty and playing games or doing the silent treatment, both of you need to push your egos aside, sit down, and have a conversation with each other about what some of these problems might actually be. If both of you are willing to listen and learn, your relationship can flourish so much. Number 18, have requirements whenever you're dating. Now, these could be called standards, boundaries, whatever you want to call them. Have them when you're going out dating. If you're looking for someone to actually end up with and spend the rest of your life with, you need to have certain boundaries and standards when it comes to the partner you're choosing. Maybe some of your boundaries are, I want to be with a man who doesn't watch porn and doesn't let his sexual desires consume his life. Maybe it's, I want to be with a man who's financially responsible. Find out what your boundaries or standards or requirements are and be very sure of them before you start looking for a partner in life. Number 19, open a savings account and then leave it alone. The way I saved up enough money to even move out was because I opened a savings account and I would put most of my paycheck into that account every every two weeks when I got paid and I just wouldn't touch it. 
So on weekends where my friends were like, hey, do you want to go out to eat and like go see a movie or something? I would check my checking account. And if I didn't really have enough money for something like that, I'd be like, I don't have enough money this time, maybe next weekend. Now, maybe I had $15,000 in my savings account, but I don't look at that money as my money to spend. That's the money you use when there's an emergency or maybe you're needing to pay rent and you're unable to fully pay it from your checking account. So you take some out of savings. It's for whenever you really, really need it. Open your savings account, take it seriously, put money into it every time you get paid if you're able to, and then don't touch it. Also, if you give yourself a reason to save up for something, it makes it a lot easier. Okay, we are at number 20. I know we're, we're almost there. We're so close. I'm just going to run through these last few and try to make them as self-explanatory as possible. So number 20, listen to hear and understand, not to respond. Listen to what people have to say by actually listening and then trying to understand what they're saying. Don't just listen so that you can have something to say right after. People love good listeners. They feel comfortable with people who are able to listen to them. It's a very good skill to have. Number 21, call your family more often. Life is short. Whether it's your grandma, your grandpa, your mom, your dad, whoever you really love in your family and enjoy talking to, call them out of the blue and ask how their day was. I know it'll make them so happy and you won't regret ever doing that. Number 22, don't stop yourself from doing something because of fear. Yeah, something that you really want to happen may take some steps that are pretty scary to get there, but don't let the fear of messing up or failure or anything like that get in your way of actually doing that thing. Number 23, live on your own before moving in with a partner. So many people seem to have, well, at least people that I've gone to school with seem to have gone to college and then immediately gotten married. If that's what you want to do, again, no judgment, do what you want. But I also think it's very important to solidify your own space and be independent for a short amount of time or a long amount of time, whatever, before you decide to share your space with someone. It's fun to get to decorate your place the way you want it, to come home to no one and do what you want to do and look the way you want to look and dress however you want and invite people over whenever you want. It gives you a sense of independence unlike any other. But I just think it's really important to establish yourself and get to experience what that's like before sharing your space with someone for the rest of your life. Number 24, allowing yourself to feel your emotions is not weakness. What's actually weak is being scared of your own emotions and not letting them come out. Feel the feelings, sit with them, recognize them, and then let them pass. Understanding yourself on an emotional level and having emotional intelligence is something that's so many people lack, but it's so important to have. Number 25, take your health seriously. Eat more healthy foods. Make more meals at home. Uh, go on walks. Go to the gym if you like going to the gym. Move your body. Exercise your brain. It's so important to just keep your health in mind because it can decline so fast if you don't prioritize it. You don't have to be, you know, a raw vegan who hikes for miles a day and then takes 10 mile runs. You don't have to do crazy stuff like that, but just always keep your health in mind and think of ways that you are willing to attribute to your health. Number 26, take that vacation. Now I'm not saying go go take a vacation if you can't afford one. Obviously don't take a trip and get yourself into so much debt because you couldn't afford the trip. I'm just saying if you have the opportunity and you're not sure or you think I don't want to miss out on work or I don't really have time to do this but I really want to do this, just do it. I had the opportunity to go to Italy with this guy that was in my acting class. We had absolutely no feelings for each other. I honestly didn't even know him 
super well. I had just been in class with him and pet sat his dog a couple times but other than that I didn't know him on a deep level but he said I'm going to Europe and I know you've always wanted to go to Italy so I thought I'd invite you to come and I was like you know what this sounds crazy and no one's gonna understand this but I'm gonna do it and it is something I have never regretted for a single second so if you have the opportunity and you're not sure and you're kind of like I don't know just do it take the trip and number 27 last but not least you are not your past. No matter the decisions you made in the past, no matter any mistakes you've made or the kind of upbringing that you might have had, if that's not who you want to be, you don't have to be that. You might say, well, I didn't grow up that way, so I didn't learn these things. Yes, but you can learn them now. Or I had such a hard childhood, I just can can never learn to love. Yes, you can. You have to be willing to, and you have to open yourself up to do it. All those things are in the past. They're done. They're over with. What you have right now is the present. So do something with this present moment to make that change you're wanting to see in the future. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for listening. If you're still listening to this podcast, those are 27 things that I have learned so far in my life. Obviously, it's not all the things I've learned, but there are some important things that I thought I would share with everybody else. If you want to share some of the things maybe you've learned along the way on your journey, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My name is Shelby. Christopher, you'll find me there. And if you have any suggestions for another podcast, you can also leave me some messages there. But yeah, thanks again so much for listening. And I'm going to start recording podcasts again. I haven't posted since September and that is terrible. But you know what? It's a new year. We're on a new track. So let's do it. Thank you guys. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye guys. (laughs)